So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Coming up, a look at NBA free agency before it happens. Mark Cuban has to make a decision and go with that decision from day one. Of course, it all begins with LeBron James. Cleveland Cavaliers, if they lose LeBron, are going to have to totally blow up the franchise. And what will teams do trying to land LeBron? Me, right now, I fired a head coach. This is the Scouts Honor Podcast with inside information. The 76ers, they're singing one of those Disney songs, Money Makes the World Go Around. And unique perspective. <laughs> Claws already came out. From Super Scout Dave T. Thomas and your host, Paul Crane. Hello again, everyone. I'm Paul Crane, along with the Director of Operations of Scouting Services, Inc., Dave T. Thomas. This, our NBA Free Free Agency Scouts Honor podcast, as promised. NBA Free Agency begins in earnest on July 1, the deadline for so many, including LeBron James, to declare or opt out is Friday, June the 29th. And Dave T., how wild is this free agency season going to be? Well, I think it all comes down to one decision that will come on Friday. Should I stay or should I go? Do my kids like this town or do we just pack up the Mayflower truck and get to Los Angeles? Whatever LeBron James decides on this Friday will not only impact the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever team he signs with, but more than likely the whole league, Paul, because the thing is, wherever LeBron goes, he wants a running mate. In order to do that, that team better have enough money on their cap to bring in another 25 to $30 million salary. Well, since it all starts there with the King, what do you think are some of the things we're going to see happen? Let's go with the uh, thinking that, yes, LeBron is going to opt out. What are going to be some of his first moves and why? Well, the first move he's going to do is hold the press conference, say goodbye, and walk out the door wearing those funny pants of his. But I think what it will come down to on this, when he does make the decision, the Cleveland Cavaliers, if they lose LeBron, are going to have to totally blow up the franchise and start all over again. You know, everybody is saying the logical places for him to go are either the 76ers or the Lakers. I don't think the 76ers would be a good match for him. And it's not the matter of LeBron being a good match for the team. It's the rest of the team being a good match for LeBron. You've got to understand, they've got a lot of young studs over there, Paul. And to ask these kids that have been growing together now to sit back and be a supporting cast, even though LeBron James is a great, great ball player, it's a thing that's probably going to be an ego issue when you step into the locker room itself. It's going to be a situation out there. Do you really think these young kids are going to sacrifice the ball to let the big man go to the hoop? So if the 76ers do not become a player, should LeBron opt out? We've been hearing, it seems like forever, that the Lakers are a place, a destination for LeBron, that they want him. What are the biggest issues with the Lakers ball? Uh, And then uh, what other possibilities could, could be out there? 
Well, that's the problem with the Lakers. Ball, as in Lonzo Ball, as in LeVar Ball, as in every other little ball sibling that tries to walk through the door over there. I don't think James will deal with the circus. And how are they going to turn around? They're going to have to trade Lonzo in the deal. How are you going to have LeVar sitting at courtside and having him getting into the face of James saying, give the ball to my son, give the ball to my son? It's not going to work. That thing is going to be so volatile from day one. They were better off having Jack Nicholson coached the team then. <laughs> so if the Lakers are not, if they really want LeBron, are we going to see an effort to get rid of the ball situation? And even if they tried, how realistic is that? Well, if they do end up getting rid of the ball situation, they still have to go out there and get themselves a point guard. Uh, you look at the point guards that are out there right now, Isaiah Thomas was one name, uh, possibly Marcus Smart. I doubt if Thomas and James want to have a reunion together. One of the reasons that Cleveland shipped him out the door was James didn't think he was worth a done. Now you got James sitting down there, everybody saying Lakers, Lakers. Yeah, if he ends up there, you could end up with Paul George coming over, especially after Carmelo Anthony disappointed everybody up at OKC by opting back in. And then coming out with that little tweet uh, to all of the OKC fans basically saying, sucks to be you. So uh, he, he, no matter what Paul George does on this thing, I know he's not going to be sitting around with the Thunder, even though the Thunder want to go ahead and sign him. Now, I take a look at the Lakers as being logical, but let's talk about the sleeper element on the table, and that's another team in L.A., uh, Paul. The if Clippers. LeBron wants... Of course. I mean, you have those two houses in Los Angeles. What's the difference of showing up at Staples or showing up at the Clippers Arena? Either way that you look at it, you're still in L.A., right? Okay, now the Clippers right now with the cap issue, with uh, not knowing if DeAndre Jordan is going to opt out, they are $12 million over the cap, but there's a lot of workable bodies over here where they could go ahead and not only sign Le uh, bring LeBron in, but possibly bring a George in at the same time. Hopefully they could do this by bringing Jordan back in. Jordan is making $24 million. I don't see Jordan, based on the season that he had in his age at 30, even with Mark Cuban loving him last year, being able to go out and up in that money uh, 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 quite a bit. So if they do bring him back in, it'll probably be at around 26 mil. That puts them $14 million in the hole right now. But you've got a small forward there, Danilo Gallinari. This is a guy that I know Popovich would love to have up at San Antonio. But you're going to have to not only trade him uh, uh, because he's going to be $44 million on the book the next two years, you're probably going to have to throw in some draft picks to do your Henny Youngman deal. Take my small forward, please. But if you get Danilo Gallinari out the door this year, that's $21.6 million that you're saving. Me, right now, I'd fire the head coach. Anybody that turns around and hands his son $12.7 million to come back and be the point guard when I think Austin Rivers was the worst point guard in the, in the league, all I have to say to them is D-U-H, duh, what a move. But you look at some other things that they could go ahead and cut. You know that their other guy that proved wanting at point guard, Patrick Beverly, he's an unrestricted free agent. That saves you $5 million on the books. 
Uh, you got the Arundel point guard that was out injured all year uh, with a $6.3 million cap, and that's uh, Tadosic. So right there, you're starting to save your money to bring these guys in. You turn right around now. If you're able to get rid of Rivers at the same time, not only do you bring in LeBron at $35 million, you still have $30 million left to go out there and get another forward to go with him and Jordan. Of course, they're still going to need somebody to bring the ball down, but then you look at the draft they trade that they made, and they brought them in, probably the third best point guard in the in the league, So uh, in the draft. So you're talking around, and you've got Shea Galigas Alexander, who's going to be their point guard of the future. Do you toss everything over to the rookie uh, from day one? That might be a little tough nut. So I would go out there and look for a point guard that I could bring in at least for a year's term. Hey, Dwayne Wade, are you calling him or what, <laughs> Mr. James? Well, could it be possible we'd see a third round of that? But so if LeBron is going to opt out and wants to go to L.A., the Lakers, the biggest issue, the Ball family, the Clippers, the biggest issue, the Rivers family, which of those two scenarios are more likely to have the deck cleared in a way that could actually make it happen? All aboard the Mr. Tesla's rocket ship. Let me take you to Mars and get you out of town. That's what I'd be doing. So does that, does that answer the Clippers? It answers to Clippers or answer to the Lakers. So all it comes down to is Mr. James telling me which team I want to go to, and that's when I get out the broom and I start cleaning up the place before he walks through the door. So essentially either will happen if LeBron really wants to go there, you think? Either, either or not. I tell them, stay in Cleveland. Your kids, if they like it up there, stay in Cleveland. If you go to Philadelphia, it's going to be a problem over there. You and the young guys are not going to be able to click the two L.A. situations we've discussed. So let's do the flip side. What if LeBron surprises a lot of people and decides to stay in Cleveland? Again, the Cavaliers, LeBron in advance of the draft, wanted Trey Young, the point guard out of Oklahoma. He was gone when they came up at number eight, so they went with Colin Sexton, the point guard out of Alabama, who you had said before the draft and during and after that you like him better as a point guard than Trey Young. With all that said, the fact the Cavaliers did the best they could for what LeBron wanted, if he stays, what might happen there, and what are the odds of that actually happening? Unless they trade Kevin Love, they're not going to get him a running mate. I know Paul George would like to come in, but if they bring LeBron back, they're 38.5 over the cap. 38.5 38.5 over the cap, where are they going to fit everybody, anybody in? And I think that if you heard the undertone of LeBron after the draft, I think he was a little more happier that they had Sexton and Young. Sure, he loves Young for the offensive game that he brings, but to have that all-around talent there, and we do know that there is Swiss cheese hanging on Trey Young when it comes to playing defense. A lot of holes in this game there. Hmm. <laughs> So the domino that will end up dictating so much is the LeBron James and how much will the rest of the league and the free agency situation to follow need to wait for what happens there? Well, you know, unless they uh, find a buyer for J.R. Smith or George Hill, that would save them a, a little over $33 million, and then they could bring in George. But uh, right now, George is probably going to be the hottest free agent on the market because there's no way he's going back to Oklahoma City, even though they want him. They can't fit him and Anthony into their cap at the same time. Boy, they really wish that Anthony walked out the door. 
in a previous podcast, you mentioned that's what they were praying. Please leave, please leave, please leave. He didn't. He has decided to stay. So that certainly ties the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder to an extent. Oh, yeah. It not only ties them, but now here we come up. They did not get LeBron James. They have all of that cap. He's still on the young side, and he plays the small forwards. Uh, the small forward position, which will fit him right in with uh, Joel Embiid, which will fit him in with uh, Ben Simmons. Why not Paul George with the 76ers? As we watch the Paul George situation unfold once NBA free agency begins, one player who's not technically a free agent but could end up affecting a lot before we get back to other free agents is Kawhi Leonard from the San Antonio Spurs. How much do you see him factoring in to the Lakers situation around LeBron? Yes, no. What other possibilities? We've talked about him in advance of the draft, right after the draft, and now in regard to free agency. What kind of a factor is Leonard going to be? Well, Coach Pop went out there, tried to talk to the kid, tried to get them to smoke the peace pipe. It wasn't happening, even though the California now is a marijuana-free state. So I think what it's going to come down to on this point is Pop's going to play hardball with the kid. He's going to see what he could get out of him. If he doesn't get anything out of him, hey, they sell low at the trade deadline. If they do get something good out of him and he's still a disgruntled uh, type, they trade him high at the trade deadline. So either way, they're in a uh, a win-lose situation. If the guy does excel at least you got that half a year out of him possibly the whole year if you decide to gamble at the end of the season but either way i don't see leonard being there in 2019 2020 season that would be a bad seed in a good locker room well you know he quit on the team i mean i don't care what he says oh they misdiagnosed my quad his entire locker room has come out and says what are you doing even former players on the team that played underneath Pop says, you want her to be coddled, Pop wasn't going to do it, you got mad, go home, change your diaper. Well, that's the Kawhi Leonard situation, another that we'll have to keep an eye on, but it's not a free agent situation. Let's go through big men, if we can, because you had said in advance of the draft, whatever the Dallas Mavericks do will dictate what they're going to try to do in free agency. And we discussed that, DeMarcus Cousins, a big target for them, the New Orleans Pelican coming off the Achilles injury. But then there's the center, Clint Capella, from the Houston Rockets. What are some of the situations you think could unfold, especially with big men and the Dallas Mavericks in particular? What is Houston going to do if the Mavericks or the Bulls make a buku off of the Clint Capella? I mean, the guy's at $7 million. He's probably going to get a deal that's going to top out at about $26 million per. But we're looking at a team right now that if they bring him in and if they do end up appeasing Chris Paul, they're going to have a luxury tax of $250 million last year. Mm. Uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, uh, Clint Capella, they work well together, but hey, they still didn't get to the finals. They still have to get past their albatross, which is Golden State. Now, more than likely, I see that Houston's going to uh, ante up and bring him back. Daryl Murray is a very smart man. That general manager is not going to let the trio dynamic walk out the door. That's his number one priority. If he does leave for a team, could be for the Mavericks if they lose out on DeMarcus Cousins, but I think by that time, 
Clint will already be signed. Mark Cuban has to make a decision and go with that decision from day one because you got three big men that are out there. A fourth one was just re- uh, is about to re-sign with the Denver Nuggets, so that takes uh, him out of the equation. But if the Clippers let Jordan go ahead and opt out of his contract, if Cousins is out on the board and Capella is on the board, Cuban's going to have to make the move. My gut feeling is he'll make the move on Cousins. Why? Because New Orleans is already trying to talk about a short-term deal with Cousins to see how the Achilles comes along. Now, we know that this guy is a poster child for anger management to begin with, so how is he going to react to them coming back with what he might call, quote-unquote, an insulting offer? So will Cuban go for the player he wants, do you think, or could he go to tie up Houston's hands in a way that might make life more difficult for the Rockets and then go after someone else? You know, Cuban's a crazy dude. He's the type of guy, he could be in a poker game, he has two uh, two deuces in his hand, and he's going all in. I think that's what he's going to do on Cousins. Sands the medical, sands knowing if the kid is going to be able to play out there, he's going to take the ball player on history. If it blows up in his face, it blows up in his face. It is his team, right? Sir, it is. It is. So, you, Clint Capella, you think ultimately the Rockets are going to do what it takes to keep him, whether they get him signed or they match a deal that someone else comes in with. So we've got DeMarcus Cousins we've mentioned. You've also mentioned DeAndre Jordan. What about the Cousins? That's really a very interesting situation. The Pelicans need to keep him, even though they did well in the playoffs after he'd been hurt. But he certainly did very well uh, with that team. Has kind of resurrected his reputation and career What are some of the likely situations of Cousins who you have said is going to be extremely popular? Well, then New Orleans are going to have to deal with Anthony Davis getting into their face by taking away his twin tower buddy. That's another issue that they'll have to deal with down the road. And let's sort of toss the Darkos out there. We know the Chicago Bulls are looking for a center, and they got some money to play. Okay, it probably will be on a short-term deal, but they could offer him bigger money than he could probably even get out of the Mavericks if you look on an average average per year. So DeMarcus Cousins, the Pelicans really need to ante up. They know that, but what are you hearing about what they are willing to do compared to what Cousins wants. Pelicans just keep on insisting short-term deal will bring you through the door. DeMarcus Cousins wants the max. I don't think the Pelicans are, how could I put it, uh, Bat Masterson on the, the poker table. I don't think they'll go for it. So you think at this point the odds of Cousins staying in New Orleans are less than 50-50? Oh, yeah. And uh, more likely 50-50, he'll either be a Chicago Bull or a Dallas Maverick. That would be the DeMarcus Cousins situation. Then you've talked about DeAndre Jordan. Uh, He's probably got some miles left in the tank. How much of a player is he going to be, or will he have to wait for the Capella and Cousins situations to play themselves out? Big man that's an average player gets more money than a little man that's a great player. It's just a way of life out there, so... Anybody that needs a big man, they're going to have to go for this guy. You know, the Clippers really want to bring him back uh, because they don't even uh, know if they're going to be able to get anything on the free agent market. You turn around, the Mavericks could be a second option if they don't get Cousins there, but they're probably going to have to act quickly because if not, you have the Milwaukee Bucks standing in the shadows ready to jump in. Now, unfortunately, if the Bucks do decide to get in, they're going to have to clear some cap room. Uh, They're probably going to have to let go of their rim protector and that's Jabari Parker being treated elsewhere. 
so many decisions to make, but one that has kind of been taken off the list of anyone looking for a big man is Nick Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. Anyone who thought they might have a shot at him needs to think again, right? <laughs> he wake up this morning and the <laughs> announcement from the Denver Nuggets is they've rescinded the offer to uh, Dojic, which would have paid him $1.6 million this year. Now, five hours later, we get that they are extending him a qualifying five-year offer at $146,450,000. Now, that paid to wake up this morning for that kid. So $145 million raise all in a few hours? Well, you know, now you got Wilson Chandler coming back. You got your two big men up front. So uh, $146 million after one point six, boy, that's going to buy you a lot of bubble gum at the candy store. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, another f- name out there you've already addressed in one sense uh, in a group setting, but why not address him individually as Chris Paul of the Houston Rockets? You've talked about the big trio that the Rockets are going to try to sign, but the, the Paul signing is going to be a tough one. Uh, what do you see happening with him in particular and the t- other teams that may be out there wanting to try to make that difficult? Claws already came out between the two, the front office and Chris. He says, I'm not coming back for $20 million. He says, we're not paying you $35 million. Okay, we have ourselves at the OK Corral, a shootout going on. Will Chris Paul pack it up and get out of town? thing that concerns the front office is his injury history, Paul. And, you know, you're looking at a guy that you're probably going to have to slap with a five-year deal. Five years at $35 million for a guy that spends a lot of time in his training room. Mm. That's a tough nut to call. Now, if they do let him go, you got to look at one thing. On a one-year offer, they could go ahead and sign Isaiah Thomas to replace Paul. Thomas needs to amp up his stock after all of the hip issues from last year. He's no Chris Paul, but you could probably bring the kid in around anywhere between 5 to $7 million. That's a $28 million difference than what Paul will end up going for. And we should say Isaiah Thomas from the Lakers, an unrestricted free agent, but there are some other potential uh, point guards on the market restricted. But what about a player like Marcus Smart you referenced earlier? But he he's out there for teams in need. Uh, so are some other guys. Tyreek Evans from Memphis. Uh, here's another guy who's an unrestricted agent, a free agent that's out there. And you got to look at Caldwell Pope, a uh, shooting guard uh, that the Lakers are probably going to let go to. Uh, Lakers right now want to bring the two big boys in, so they're going ahead of time and clearing up cap. But uh, I, I like Marcus Smart a lot. I think that over uh, with Boston, they're not going to lay the big bucks on him that he wants. Boston's payroll just continues to grow, so a large offer sheet, uh, Smart's going to make it painful to, for them going down the road. Uh, so my gut feeling is is that we're going to see Smart walking out the door. you got to look at the situation over at Washington. He likes what's going on there. Another point guard to look at, too, on the restricted free agent market is Freddie Van Fleet with Toronto. Could he end up going down to Detroit? He got along really well with Casey when Casey was coaching the Raptors. Another player to talk about is Orlando's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, they 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 went ahead today to Magic and they gave him a qualifying offer. So the restricted free agent now will have whoever makes him an offer out there will have to wait and see if the Magic do match up on it. What I'm hearing though is the Phoenix Suns would they in at center? They would love to bring him in uh, to team up with him in the front court. That could be a good move for them along with Booker. This is a young team that I think if Phoenix could go out and get themselves another forward, they could be a playoff contender next year. 
And a veteran player, when you talk about guys who got some miles on them, but certainly kind of came back to life with a great season in Philadelphia, is J.J. Redick. What kind of attention is he going to get? Yeah, but he's not going to get $21 million again, Paul, at that age. I mean, <laughs> right. he, he's he's probably going to have to take at least half of that. Another player, too, that I think is going to get himself some nice ducats out there because you've got to look at what's going on with Cuban. What happens if Cuban loses out on all of those centers? He's still going to have to get a dug for his front court, right? Yeah. Okay, he's got Doncic, he's got Dennis Smith that he's bringing in, but these are guys that are going to be playing in transition, so he's going to need the muscle. Look at the Lakers. They have sitting out there till they decide what they're going to do with George, what they're going to do with James or any other power forward. Julius Randle is sitting right there on the market. The Indiana Pacers are highly interested in him, but the Mavericks could also get involved if they're not able to get quality center. Go ahead and sign Randall, and then you've got to look on the market. Uh, he's only 28 years old. Boston has already said they don't want him back. You've got Greg Monroe sitting on the market who made $5 million last year. Okay, Greg Monroe is not all that, but for $5 million to have a big man along with Randall, yeah, I could go with that if I'm the Mavericks. So how busy is this first week going to be and then how many guys are going to just have to wait and see? Oh, you're going to see the big names go quick. Uh, the accountants are probably going to be more busy than the teams or the players itself. But after that goes down, then you get the second phase. Okay, I didn't get the one I love. Let me go out there and get somebody I could be with. When we look at free agent signings, regardless of how quick they do and do not come, how is that going to affect other trades, let's say, beyond the Kawhi Leonard situation. What kind of teams are going to be able to make deals once they see what happens in free agency with their team or others? You know, the Lakers right now, the 76ers, they're singing one of those Disney songs, Money Makes the World Go Round, the World Go Round. However, <laughs> if you can't go out there and use your money, Philadelphia is in a good place with all those young studs on their teams to turn around and make a trade. I mean, look at the trade that they pulled up. With the uh, bridges on draft day to uh, get Zaire Smith, now they could turn around and they could possibly trade off Gerald Bayless to get themselves the forward that they need if they can't lure one of the big guys in. And the strange thing too is probably the only veteran that was on the market on the trade floor itself was former number one pick Markel Fultz. This is a guy that all of a sudden showed up after his injury working out for the team, and he was wrong at Carragon. He couldn't even find the, the, the basket anymore with his shot. That's concerning them quite a bit. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs were highly interested in Fultz last year. Could a couple of those future number ones, Markel Fultz, Gerald Bellis, be enough of an offer for Kawhi Leonard? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yes, we will. July shaping up to be a pretty interesting, if not exciting, month in the NBA. Well, yeah, not only in the NBA, we've got to shoot all the way over and talk about a team that's in your hometown, Paul. What is going to happen with the future of Dennis Schroeder in Atlanta? Now, you've got a lot of teams right now looking for a point guard, but everybody knows about his locker room venom. Everybody sees that he's making $15.5 million a year. Is somebody going to bite on him to play at the point guard? Possibly if you end up with a team that can't find one like Indiana or Milwaukee. And Trey Young is already on his way to Atlanta, so it looks like the Hawks have decided to go in a different direction when it comes to the point guard. Oh, definitely. Well, they uh, you knew that once the issue started last year on the court and bled over into the locker room. And the next thing you know, the guy takes to the social media. Oy. But how hard is he going to be to move because of that? I think the cap is going to cost uh, the Hawks that they're probably going to have to package it up with a future uh, draft pick also. 
I call him phase uh, part of the phase three factor. You go through the phase one, you want to sign your big names. You go through the phase two. If you didn't sign the big names, you start looking for uh, uh, the the average Joes that could come in and at least plug a, a hole in a dike for you. Then you get the phase threes where, okay, I signed this guy. I don't need this guy. Let me put him on the market. Then you come up with Schroeder, who's the fade four. I got to get him the hell out of here. That's the category he falls into. Phase goodbye. Unfortunately for him, he 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 might be the only one there, so he couldn't hold the chat session. <laughs> but then again, can they eat that contract? I would think they can't. So they're going to have to find a taker. Uh, that's fifteen point five three years on that. That's a lot of ducats to eat. You know, I much rather eat hamburger. If they did that thing over there, they'd be hanging out at the thrift store. Could you imagine Young walking up to Schroeder uh, in training camp and asking him something, and Schroeder just mouthing off to the kid? No, and Trey traded Deckham. Next thing you know, everybody's in the infirmary. Trade him now while he's still in two pieces, folks. Well, the situation in Atlanta just one of many to keep a close eye on, and we certainly will here on Scouts Honor, which we should remind people, you can find it at Spreaker.com, on iTunes, or iHeartRadio. We would encourage you to follow or subscribe. And also email Dave T. at ScoutingServices at AOL.com. ScoutingServices at AOL.com. The best thoughts or questions we will pull out for a future podcast. And our next Scouts Honor will be back to football We'll be discussing the missing ingredients of certain NFL teams as we get ready for training camp to begin. Can't wait for that, Dave T. Look forward to talking to you when we get to that. Thank you for today. And, of course, as always, thank you for listening. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.